Going no contact with kids. Probably one of the biggest topics that come up whenever we talk about going no contact, getting away from the narcissist, people are like, how can we do that? How is it even possible to do it with kids in the picture? I have kids with him. We've been together for so long. There's there's all this in, entwinement and meshment between different kids, between different families, all these things. How is it even possible? Majority of people think that it's not even possible at all. So as a result, it's like, nope, can't do this. It's impossible. I want you to stop for a moment and just consider what if it is possible for a moment. That's it. I'm not saying it is for you. I'm not saying that it is a reality for you. I'm just asking you to think outside the box just for a minute of what if it actually is possible. What would that look like? What would that be? What would that do for you? What would that do for the kids? And you might be wondering, how do I even protect them through this different dynamic? How do I work with them so that they don't become toxic? They don't get traumatized from this. How do I actually do this? Well, we're going to talk through today some effective strategies about going no contact while prioritizing the needs of your children and what that actually looks like. So stick around for a little bit. If you like what we're talking about here, like, subscribe, rate, review, like anything like that to try to help people understand more about narcissism. And if you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness of narcissistic abuse. I try to be able to talk from my experiences, try to talk from my perspective, also try to talk from the thousands of clients that we've worked with one-on-one -on -one or in group settings to help you get the right tools to get free mentally, emotionally, and physically from toxicity. How to continue moving forward in your growth, in your development, and in your change. If we can be a part of that, then I want you to go to rawmotivations.com because love to be able to talk to you there. Love to be able to help be a part of your healing journey. So understanding like no contact, <clears throat> excuse me, no contact with kids is more complex than anything else you've ever done. Because you have different pieces legally wise, different pieces emotionally wise, different pieces logistics wise that come to the picture that make it very, very difficult to go no contact with kids. Now, you're going to have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some narcissists that are going to be like, don't care, don't want anything with them, and they move on, okay? Few and far between, but you're going to have that. Then you're going to have narcissists that are going to fight for the kids. And when I mean fight for the kids, they're going to be like, I want all the time with the kids, or I want 50-50. Now, you need to understand just first and foremost, the reason why a narcissist is fighting for the kids 50-50 is just because either image or money. That's typically what it boils down to. Yes, there's other nuances, other types of it, but typically when he's fighting for the kids is just to protect his image to society, to the church, to his family, to other people out there so he looks like a good dad. And this is why you'll see him come in, take pictures of him and the kids so it looks like he's spending time with them, leaves before his vid's even over to be able to continue moving on with his life, but still, still looks like a connected, wonderful dad. Happens all the time. Okay, then you have where it's not just the image piece, but it's also the money. Of like, if you share the kids 50-50, he has to pay you less child support versus you getting the kids 100% because he doesn't care or doesn't want them. But if he does that, then he has to pay more money. So a lot of times those are the two biggest leverage and levers that you have going into mediation 
don't really do mediation, go straight to divorce, but going through the divorce process. Okay, image and money is basically the two biggest things that affect narcissists when you're going through this. Okay, but when we're talking about going no contact, it's hard first and foremost because you want to make sure the kids are safe, right? You want to make sure like they are protected going through this. There's a piece of this that them being in a toxic relationship is going to affect them, period, no matter what. There's not going to be a scenario that you're going to be able to put them in unless you're isolating them and lying to them that's actually going to keep them 100% disconnected. There's just not. And what happens is when you start to shield them to a point of you're not telling them the truth when they're asking questions, you're avoiding subjects, you're hiding stuff, this will later come back to bite you in the butt. Okay, because what will happen is they'll grow up, they'll start to realize, wait a second, dad was actually toxic. This was actually a toxic relationship that hurt mom. Mom, like, minimized it and put it to the side and they'll turn on you. Seen it happen. So, one, just make sure you're being honest with the kids. Okay, they need to know the truth. Doesn't mean you're going in and being like, your father's a narcissist and these are all the things. It's just saying like, hey, like, why is dad not here? He chose not to be with us because he's with someone else. Like. He's a cheater. Like, whatever it is. Like, you have to understand, like, the level of honesty you're going to give your kids based on their age. But be honest with them. Don't hold things back. Because when you do, it will only come back to hurt you more. Okay? But it, as best you can, one of the things, the one of the things I want to highlight is being able to create boundaries to help protect them from the toxic behavior. So you get to the place where you start to be like, oh, I don't want to keep them away from their dad. You're not. You're keeping them away from toxic behavior. If that person is unwilling to show up in a healthy way, they shouldn't have access to your kids. They shouldn't have access to hurt your kids mentally and emotionally. You're like, well, they're not hurting my kids. They're treating them great. Are they really? Because they've already broken up with you or they've already cheated on you or they've already lied to you. And that example is what they're going to be showing your kids. You're like, well, it doesn't seem like that. It happens over and over because we see this where they start giving a different narrative to the kids to explain to them why they're not showing up in the relationship and why you're the bad person. This is where parental alienation comes in and they start alienating the kids from you through lies that they've been telling. Okay, but this is really difficult because we're talking about how do we have good boundaries while maintaining healthy relationships with the kids and all of this going back and forth. Okay, you might get to the place where you realize, hey, your narcissist behavior negatively affects the kids, their well-being, their emotional, their mental support. This gets you to the place of like, I have to seek a better environment for them. So you go no contact, you break up, you start the divorce process, whatever this might be. Now, I mentioned before, like we have to be able to consider legal stuff legal custodial considerations because you have to consult with people that are in your state, your country, like your your area to be able to understand what are the legal ramifications of what you need to do. Some places it's easier than others. Some places it's automatically 50-50. Some places you have to file differently. There's a lot of different pieces. I don't deal in that piece. I deal in the mindset piece and what they're actually thinking on the other side. So legal advice is not the part that I take, but that's a piece that you need to be able to understand. What are my rights? What are my responsibilities regarding custody, visitation? How do I put this in? What I would say is going through the divorce process, be incredibly specific about what you not just want, but as far as how the communication is going to work, how the custody, how the swaps are going to work. You have to be really, really clear with this. Otherwise, it will get violated. Like you will have your boundaries pushed over and over and over again. So having a parenting plan, a communication plan, this is going to help safeguard your kids from 
this excess tension that's going to happen between the two of y'all. Now, is it still going to happen? Probably because majority narcissists are going to push back on you anyways, but you want to be able to have this set in stone as best as possible. Okay, the whole aspect is you want to be able to minimize the opportunities, the gray areas in this in this aspect where narcissists are going to exploit the situation. Try to be able to get you to react, how to get you to respond so that you look like the crazy one. So reach out for legal support so you know what's going on. All right, then like communicating through another person or communicating through a third party. So this might be like communication through an actual person, a third party person or a third party app where it's like tracked and able to be submitted to the court. This is going to help a lot of times with this going no contact piece because you're no longer, they no longer have access to your phone. They no longer have access to your email. They no longer have access to you. They only have access to that app in regards to the kids. Then anything they say there, you can also take back to the court system and be like, look, this is abusive. This is how he's responding. He's unwilling to work with me. All these different pieces. Okay, you, the whole goal is you want to minimize contact first and foremost. If you can't go no contact, it's like, let's minimize it completely. Okay, let's get it into only email or let's get it into an app or things like that. And this is where people struggle because they're like, well, I told him to get into the app and he didn't. That's where you bring in some of the no contact piece of like, hey, would love for you to be able to interact with the kids when you need to know what's going on. This is how we're going to do it inside this app. And then he's like, well, you keep me from the kids. No, we're doing it inside this app. So more than welcome to answer your questions, talk to you, interact with you about the kids only inside this app. And then you block and you go no contact with everything else. And then he either shows up on the app or he doesn't. People are like, that seems aggressive. Or, or that seems like, how would that even work? It works. Because the narcissist will keep trying to push your buttons and realize when you actually mean your boundaries for once, then he actually starts either falling in line or breaking them completely. And you can go back to the court system and be like, hey, this is what's going on. And then go legal action. Is that easy? No, not at all. But it is the path that a lot of people have chosen to take that actually helps get them the most freedom. Okay, the whole aspect is trying to first minimize any contact. Now, what does no contact look like? Sometimes that's using the co-parenting app. Sometimes that's using a place where it's a third person talking to them and you don't have any interaction. Like with no contact, you'd want to be able to do like drop-offs and swapping out the kids where you don't have any interaction with that person. You don't even see them. This is why some people drop the kids off at school. The other person picks up the kids from school. This is why sometimes they drop them off at like a parent's house or a nanny's house. Or like we've had people have done swaps at police stations so they don't have to interact or see the other person because the narcissist wants to see you. If he can see you, there's a higher level he can trigger you and he can start to control you. Okay. Going no contact is not easy in any regard. With kids, it's harder. Okay, but it is possible. There is multiple people that I've talked to that we've coached that have gone completely no contact with having kids with a toxic person, whether that's even from domestic violence, whether it's different aspects that they've been able to get restraining orders, different things that they've brought into the table to help with that. But it is possible. Just putting that out there. Now, it might not be probable or applicable for your situation, but there is several people that have done it. And I say that just to expand your aspect of thinking of he doesn't need to have as much access to you as he probably does. Like he doesn't need to be calling you. He doesn't need to be FaceTiming you. He doesn't need to be interacting with you in those regards. You need to limit the access so that you're as minimal or as no contact as possible. This is hard. 
because you're also relinquishing different pieces of control over different aspects of either your life or the kid's life. So he wants to call and talk to the kids, okay? You set that up in your communication agreement, in, in your divorce agreement, all these different pieces, and then he calls and talks to the kids. When he does, it might be something that you give the kids the phone and you walk away. Because he's going to say stuff to the kids with you around to try to trigger you to get a reaction out of you. Like you have to remove all access of you from the narcissist. Otherwise, he will continue to poke and prod and push the buttons over and over and over again. This whole aspect of minimizing the contact is to help you heal and also for you to help create a safe space for your kids. Like your home has to be a safe place where the kids feel secure and loved because they're not going to get the emotional mental support from the narcissist. You have to be able to show up and encourage them open communication about their feelings, about their experiences, not stuff with him that'll come up, but not stuff with him intentionally, but just like, hey, how do you feel about that? Like what, what is going on? Like talk to me about it. And, and diving in so that you're able to assure them that you're there to help support them and protect them, meaning you're not going to judge them, you're not going to shame them, you're not going to guilt them, even out of a place of love. Parents often do this, of, of having this condescending and this judgment piece on the kids, when in reality, they're only further pushing them away. But being open of saying like, oh, like that's what happened? Like, yeah, I still love you. I still support you. Like, let's talk through it. And you let the kids express because they're not going to get that expression at the other house. There's so a lot of other pieces we could say of that. We'll run out of time. Hopefully this helps. If it doesn't, just leave a comment below of like what questions you have or how we can actually help support you going through this process. If I can talk to you one-on-one, -on -one, if you want to interact that way, you can go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones. I'd love to help you as you move forward in your growth, in your healing.